1: Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown. Going insane. <laughs> and and <laughs> hey, Mantra, how are you?
2: You know, thank you for asking. Not great. Not oh, great. Oh,
1: no, Why not? Great,
2: but not great. I just, I think everyone has their, I'm just feeling loopy. But in a good way, I think my two months is it's been over two months in quarantine for us. And I feel like I'm at the point now where the adrenaline has stopped, like the adrenaline that was getting me through those, you know, especially because I manage a team and you want to be strong for your team and just like the adrenaline of checking in with them and ordering equipment that they might need and making sure the team is still putting out your work and and all that kind of stuff. We're good now. And I'm just sort of like had the realization this week that this is going to be, this isn't going to be it for a while. Like I need to pace myself. I feel like I gave the last two months so much of my energy and I was just so depleted and I took yesterday off. I took it off. I was was like, I just can't. And I wonder who else is out there feeling that way. But yeah, I think I went way too hard, was way too on my game. um, The first two months and now I'm just, it's catching up to me and I just feel just like loopy and, ineffective at all the things I'm trying to do whether it's work or parenting I just you know it's like I don't feel like I'm being very good at anything but my therapist said that's okay she was like it was a white right, girl and I said okay but
0: it's hard
1: Um. so that's that's what's happening in my world how are you? <laughs> I am good did I tell you that I got my um house appraised and I was like mm, I feel like our blackness played a role my- <laughs> Wait, why would they know you're raised? Because we had to open the damn door for them. Because, you know, so here was, I'd read this article that, you know, that there is a racial bias cost when it comes to homes and when Black folks own homes. That's true. That when appraisers come, there's this unconscious and sometimes maybe conscious bias that Black homes are just not worth as much. They've done all these research and study. You guys can do your Googles and read the New York Times and what they found. Mm -hmm. Um, For homes that were in similar neighborhoods, all things being equal, there's a lot of money lost when that happens. Like, I think it was like in 2000. I'm looking at CNN, like in 2018, they said homeowners lost $156 billion by living in black neighborhoods, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just felt like like I had my home uh, like semi-appraised by like a a realtor that was looking to sell. And the amount that she said that like, if I was going to list it, I'd list it for this because there were just two homes in your area that just sold for, literally this week, that just sold for like um, $600,000. And although your house is not as big, it has these other things that it didn't have. You know, basically doing all the things. Are you um, thinking of selling it? Is that why you got oh, no, the appraisal? No. Well, I wanted to get an appraisal because I wanted, you know, our home is paid off, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to, I felt like having all of this equity sitting in the house, I would rather put the money to work. And so I wanted to pull out maybe like, $200,000, $250,000 and either purchase another rental property, invest, do something. I I wanted, that's why I was. I wanted to, my husband and I talked about it. We talked about it with our CFP and she was actually shocked because she knows how anti-debt I am. But because I have enough money saved that if I wanted to just pay off the house again tomorrow, if I felt freaked out, I could. So she was like, okay, I mean, I definitely. she's like, I think it's a wise move, but I just know you in debt. You sure you're going to be good, girl? but i am our mortgage is actually not going to be that much about $1200 so because we're we're moving into these you know these times i said huh you know there might be a home that would be you know we might be able to buy investment property that would be on sale we might be able to up our, um, we, I have a goal of being fully financially free within the next 10 years. And I know how much I need to put aside for that. So it would contribute to that as well. And, you know, we have the uh, investment property, the $10,000 property that we're, we're renovating. So yeah. So anyway, the guys were really nice. And if you know our house, it's tricked out. Okay. We did all the things. Like we live in a um, in an older neighborhood and I'm talking about old people. I'm talking about older neighborhood like, um, that that the houses are all built in the like 1920s, 1910. So and oftentimes a lot of these houses they don't have AC, they don't have updated plumbing. We have all of that. Like when we moved in, we have all new electric. We have AC units, these beautiful picture frame units in every single bedroom. We have um like, like I said, all new electrical. We also um, did installation throughout the whole house. So all of these extras. So I was like, eh, what it got appraised for was about, to me, twenty five, about $25,000 less than what I thought it was going to be appraised for. So I was kind of like, mm. I turned around all our black pictures, though. to so. But I was like, you know, me and Black Drell, my husband, we were in there. So it wasn't – I honestly had the – I always said to myself, if I was ever going to sell my house, that I was going to take down all the black things. And then I was going to have my one white friend – um Catherine, like, be there for the appraisal. You're one it's- white friend. <laughs> <laughs> Token no, white friend. A, right, I have a bunch but you know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. it's not that a shame that you even have to, because I don't even, you don't know for sure does that play a role. I mean, it, it does mm-hmm. play a role, but it doesn't mean to play the role with them. But to me, I would hedge my bets. That was always my plan. So I'm not too pissed only because we're not looking to sell. We were just looking to pull out some money. Um, so, yeah, that was just like, I just remember thinking that, like, huh. Is it? Did we not get the, the amount that I thought? Because we're black. Because I mean, they kept saying, "Amazing house, beautiful house." Oh my goodness! I mean, every inch of this place is renovated. So I was just like, mm. I wonder. I
2: mean, it'd be really. It would be so hard to tell. You would need to create a similar situation mm-hmm. with a white owner, similar spectrum, of You know, similar neighborhood, like. All that, but um, no, I, I have no doubt that that happens, and it's quite sad. What about getting a second or third opinion? I know that appraisals cost money, but yeah, what about that.
1: Well, no, only the only reason why I didn't push. If we were looking to sell, then yes, absolutely. But because mm-hmm. we're looking to pull money out, we're when we're looking to sell, we're going to get another appraisal anyway. So I was just like, eh. We're not, or even when you you're talking about a home equity loan. Um, No, because we're not. uh, This is literally a refinance. They call it a refinance cash out.
2: Oh, cash out refinance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sorry, I must have been looking at my. My notes when you said that cash out refund, mm-hmm. yeah. so mm-hmm. that's when you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: I got it, yeah. But
2: still, um, they would do their own appraisal. I think the yes, lender would exactly whenever they mm-hmm. approve so, you,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's why I said I'm not worried about it for now, but it's just kind of like mental note. You're right; you totally need to get Catherine to open the door next time.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I mean, that's sad, and it's also something that's sort of out of your control, mm-hmm. especially like when I was when we did when we got our house approve appraisal. We live, our neighborhood is, I call it a diamond in the rough because it is. And one of the things that appealed to me, it's so funny that you said you would take all the, you know, black things out of your house, the picture frames and the whatever could lead people to believe, you know, which is so just ridiculous to me anyway, Mm -hmm. that it was owned by, you know, um, a black family. But that was one of the things that I liked about this house and this neighborhood is that I could just see... I don't think it's legal for real estate uh, uh, agents to tell you this, but I could see the neighborhood was really diverse, especially for the area of the burbs where we live. It's not that common. And I had my own perceptions about what happens when you go 30 minutes out of New York City. Um, I had my own stereotypes of what kind of people live there. And we did find a really diverse neighborhood. And I'll never forget when I walked into the kitchen, I just... I could feel it was a black family. Like I just it just felt like my Aunt Brenda's house. You know, it just and she had this um this like man this man and, and woman like salt pepper shakers. Aww. But they were they were African American salt pepper shakers and I was like, This is so cute. And it just felt like a good fan I don't know. But you're right, it could totally work against you in the other way. And there's so much that goes sadly along with mm-hmm. majority, minority neighborhoods that is not you know, is not the fault of the people who live there at all but you know tend to have lower uh not the best school districts Mm -hmm. and you know lower income which feeds into property taxes which feeds into public services which you know it just like is a self-fulfilling prophecy that it's not going to be an ideal place but um you know it's a damn shame. It's yeah,
1: because I we we considered it because I was like, okay, so once we reach a, a certain level of income, we were talking about do we do we move? Do we move like super suburb? And I considered it because there's some other there's like Montclair. I don't know if you've heard of Montclair before. It's like oh we oh we looked
2: at Montclair, girl, too
1: expensive. A girl, it is. Okay, too expensive. But and it's super super fancy. And I was just like, but there's something to be said. Like I take a walk every day now. There's something to be said, and so the neighborhood is, I mean, we have a, a mix here as well. So you get lots of black families, lots of Hispanic families, we have some white families. So there's something to be said to walk in my hoodie and my sweats and people not clutch their bag and stuff, you know? Mm, there's everything to yeah. be said about it. <laughs> and That's so, the sad truth. Yeah, so I'm like, I can li- We, I could see me and Superman moving to like this Montclair or some of these other places, but the truth is he's 6'6 six, six and like two shades lighter than jet black. And mm-hmm. I don't want him to feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Or like, I don't, we don't have to mm-hmm. think about it here. Like this is Newark. It's Newark is largely a black city. And um and then we have like a large Hispanic and Portuguese population. And so, you know, you can just be here and be black. He doesn't have to think about it. Like if he comes home at night, it's not the clutching of my pearls. It's like, oh, we're all, for the most part, we're black around here. So, okay. So I just was think I was thinking that the other day because like, I was kind of like making a list of like, okay. Well, Tiffany, as you're making more and you're doing better, like, well, what do you want? I remember thinking to myself, I think I want a different house because I don't want to be on the third floor when I'm 50. We have a nice third floor suite, but my knees, girl, right? So I was like, oh, well, where would you get it? Oh, maybe Montclair or maybe these other places. And I was like, yeah, but is that really where you, like, there's a beauty, you could find, probably find a beautiful house here because there's just a certain level of, you know, being in a neighborhood where folks look like you and you can at least- like, I love the fact that, like, we live next to a Dominican um, uh, family. And I just love, like, we go outside, and if it's barbecue time, they're playing their music. And they're like, Mommy, you want anything? And there's not this sense of, like, oh, y'all playing music. Because then when it's our party and Jerome's playing hip hop, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. not that, like, there's no Karen's next door. Yes, what exactly. <laughs> because, yeah. well, we do have a Karen across the street. Um, mm. and yeah, but she came for the Whole Foods. What? I mean, well, it's actually not a Karen. I guess it's a K literally. Well, I'm not going to say his name because actually his name starts with a K, but he one day came to our house. A Keith. Right. <laughs> aggressively <laughs> because someone had parked uh, and their bumper was blocking his driveway. And so he rang our doorbell. Ring, 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 ring. I'm seeing him on the ring. I wasn't even home. And so he's like, someone's bumper is dropping, you know, blocking my driveway. I scraped my Mercedes trying to get in. So one, I was like, that seems odd because who would scrape their own car trying to get in? Why not just find the person first? And love how we had to drop the name of the car too. <laughs> right. Like that was important <laughs> exactly. to understand. I'm, and somewhere, Sadie. Yes. And so it turned out it was my husband's twin brother. And so I mean, we know them across the street. I mean, we were fairly friendly. And he was like, you know, your car is blocking my driveway. And he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, Where are you going? He's like, Oh, I'm, I'm going inside to, to get the key so I can move my car. And he's like, Okay. So he waits for him and then starts berating him. Don't ever do this again. And meanwhile, my husband's twin. They're twin twins. So he's six six as well. He's like, okay, I heard you. I'm sorry. I scraped my car. Okay. Well, don't be sorry. Be careful. And he was like, wow. yes. Yeah. So he was like, all right, man, I hear you. And so I guess it wasn't enough. I don't know. Maybe he was drunk. He kicked his car. Oh, God. Yes. And then, so, and then to his credit, my twin did not do anything. He just said, come on, man and then the dude puts his fist up and says let's go i'm like oh. <laughs>
2: So this is on your ring. Please tell me it's on the oh, ring. Oh,
1: all of it is on the ring. Oh, fabulous.
2: Well, you can you have evidence. Yes. If, you know, If it ever, ever goes down. Thank God down. for those. Mm-hmm.
1: What? And, so twin, and isn't
2: it a damn shame isn't that it? you need a camera these days? I mean,
1: but I'm so glad because yeah. something that he did, this is why I'm like, I don't speak to them anymore because I could have forgiven all of that. So luckily, because, you know, like he's a small white man. Twin was just like, all right, man. It just goes across the street while he's being yelled at and cursed at, whatever, and just comes back in the house. So I'm watching. And so I hear him tell his partner, "Um, partner, call the police. Call the police. That's when I was like, "Okay, (gasps) yes. That's when I was like, wow. And so my sister happened to be at my house. And she was like, oh, my God, I heard yelling outside. And so I was was actually in California um, um, taping the reel. So I was like, well, let me look at my ring. And I saw all of that. And I was like, wow, call the police. After, oh so this wasn't I thought this happened like this week no 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 this, this happened pre- like a little quarantine. while ago yeah but it just okay. had me thinking because you said like um, like I don't live next to any Karens and I'm like I live next to a Ken though and so oh, um, God. yeah so I told my husband because he uh, um, the guy across the street ended up calling my husband to say your brother was so this, you know try to cop police and I just told Superman just send him the, the ring videos one by one it was four collectively send him each one and don't say anything mm-hmm. all of a sudden you know his tune changed I'm so sorry I'm ashamed of my behavior you weren't ashamed until we had you on video. Wow. So we just keep it as insurance. So if they, you know, you wanna get um you wanna act up, you can get smacked up. So we never we I never we never you know we didn't call the police, we did anything. I just keep it with me. We keep it saved So if you know if ever anything, it's we can be like, well actually let me show you how you behave. So you just gotta be mindful. That's why I was like do I really want to hmm. live in Montclair? Mm. <laughs> well
2: you know side note Mark, Montclair is supposed to be the biracial capital of the world I've heard but it's mm. it's true. <laughs> I would have, my people, my (laughs) racially confused people. Um, But for that reason alone, like, no, I get it. You want, and I'm the same way, you know, we are that, well, we're the Dominican, you know, racially ambiguous family (laughs) next door. Yes, we are. But we have plenty of lovely neighbors. Um, Goodness gracious. Yeah. And I feel like in this time, you want to feel like you have good neighbors because they're all BC and... Our neighbors next door, you know, the little kitty walks our dog. He's Aww. he's so sweet. And then his uh, his mom and dad, you know, we have we took them a little Easter arrangement because, I don't know, I just felt like I wanted to see some flowers. And so I got some flowers for them. And then they brought us a Mother's Day gift, brought me a Mother's Day gift over. And then my neighbor across the street, Paulette, is always texting me. And, I love that. Um, anyway, it, it feels like we have this cute little, um, I, I don't know, I just... I feel more than ever like I want to reach out to these people and just say, hey, we're here and we are, you know, nice people. And how are you? And have some, because they're the only people we can see in person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it sucks. I know I said I was going a little bit loopy, but legitimately um, when I do my one-on-ones now with people on my team, the ones who are living um, in studio apartments or living on alone wherever they are, they're the ones really struggling. And I try and check in with them more often than not. And they're all kind of feeling the fatigue of just not we just, we need physical connection, social connection to people. And a lot of, doesn't it doesn't feel, I mean, I don't know what's happening in your world, but I just feel like over here it's starting to get to people. Yes. Um, and I'm not even near a breaking point. You know, I, thank God I, I, I still, I still talk to my therapist once a week. I still have the anti anxiety meds that I started long before this all happened. Not long before, but it was a good timing. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> if it wasn't going to be the postpartum anxiety that was going to get me, it was probably going to be the pandemic anxiety. But I got my little Zola prescription, so I'm fine. And, and you know, I, I'm just doing something, but it's the unknown. It's like, how long yes. will this last? And it's – so anyway, I, I, I feel – and all the anxiety. I was gonna say, if this happened that week with your neighbor, you almost wonder, is it just people going nuts? You oh, know, no. he's just but crazy. I know it was before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: just, he just—he sounds,
2: he sounds next level. Um, he's
1: delightful. <laughs> yeah. That makes me so mad. Yes, makes me so but mad. I'm actually proud. Like I just, I was like, yo, you're better than me, bro. I'm not even violent. I feel like I would have at least pushed him when he kicked my car. But um, yeah. So this is random, but not random. Did you see? There's like this big. Well, I don't know how often you're on Twitter, but Black Twitter right now is dragging a particular influencer. Oh, no. Because- um, Is it Lovey again? No, thankfully. Um, I'm not going to say her name just because I feel like, I don't think that that's part of the point. I feel like it's a good teachable lesson, not not about the influencer, but so someone reached out to her to be their mentor- and she sent them a letter. Like, the the I, the letter seemed like, it was really nice. It was like, you know, I'm eager to connect with another black woman who's doing the daggone thing. I, too, am like a mom. I'm sure you get this a lot, and you have a lot going on with your family, but I figure we're both quarantining, so you might have some time. Honestly, I thought the letter was nice. But she wrote back, say, like, thank you so much for reaching out. And typically when someone inquires about me being their mentor they either one lead with offering relevant value as well as asking for guidance, um, or in, in a way that it could be a two-way street, or they approach me with a take, 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 take mindset, telling me what they need from me with no intention of reciprocity. Every sentence in your email and their email starts with I. This seems like number two. I was like, ooh, like that. I I was like, yikes. So I thought in lieu of that. Not to drag the influencer, because she has since apologized and realized, like, you know, that was not the way. Because I guess what made it really bad is that she shared it to social. So it wasn't like... I was going to say, how did this come out? Who yeah, shared it? Yeah, the, the influencer shared it herself. Said, hey, mm. look, someone reached out to me to be my mentor. Isn't this crazy? This was my <laughs> response to them. So I just thought it would maybe be good for us because I'm sure people have reached out to ask you to be their mentor. I know they've asked me uh, like, you know, many people. And then I've also reached out to people to ask to be people's mentors and just maybe like sharing uh, when someone like when someone reaches out to you, what's your typical response and how Mm -hmm. do you typically reach out? I think that's would be good for us to share. Cause I don't know that there's, to me, there's no one good way to find a mentor. Cause that's a question I think people ask me a lot. How do I find a Mm -hmm. mentor?
2: Um. Yeah, I love being a mentor. I am almost more into it than the person who asked me. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like I come on too strong. And uh, it's funny that <laughs> it's true. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to tell you about this and that. And please ask me about this and that. Um, but – because I know how hungry I was for that kind of information, but I don't know if it's the youth today or what, but the last couple of mentees I've had, I actually participate through my alma mater's official mentor program, Mm. which is kind of like it's an online dating site almost where they can pick their mentor based on you have a profile picture and your stats and your whatever – And they can pick you and you get to see them and what they're, you know, if they swipe left on you or whatever the right direction is these days. um, If they select you, then you get to see their profile and you can – if you have a match, then you're their mentor for – the um, half semester or whatever it is, um, I get annoyed by when they don't follow up with me. Like Mm. I spent, I took time with the last mentee I had and I spent real time, not only that, but I worked at one of the digital, um, I worked at Business Insider and a lot of people who are coming into journalism, they often talk to me because they want to get into business journalism. And when they see that I worked at BI, often they'll ask me um, if I know anything about internships or if I can put in a good word for them. And I have been a, a feeder somewhat of recruits to BI since I left because I'm the same recruiter is the, still the head of HR there, and we have a good connection, and I feel like I can reach out to her and refer her. But I don't do that lightly. And anyhow, this mentee, I spent maybe an hour on the phone with her. And then the next call, she canceled like five minutes before. Mm. And meanwhile, this is when I am in quarantine with a baby and a work schedule. And for me to actually make this call work, I had just bent over backwards to make sure this was taken care of and that was taken care of. And then she bailed and then didn't send a follow-up. And Mm. I just it didn't feel respectful of my time. And I was, and I kind of, my feelings hurt because I genuinely do want to help people. And I feel like now more than ever, people who are out there on the cusp of graduation or even just on the cusp of losing their job and need career advice, I have that advice to offer because I did go through a recession and lost my job and bounced back and all that. And so that's what's on my heart right now, just that experience. And if you don't all, and don't think maybe this person's thinking. Well, she doesn't care about me. What's the big deal? I'm just some you know student. She she has other things going on. Who cares? She won't mind if I just cancel this. But you, I hope the other person does care. I mean, it it's a sign of respect for their time that you would follow ups and do notice, take notes, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a bummer when that doesn't happen.
1: It yeah. is. And so, like I to me, it's a mix between like because sometimes people will will. A lot of people just message me and say, hey, Tiffany, I'd love to like talk to you about like how you got started doing what you're doing. And so to me, they're not necessarily looking for like mentorship. Um, So I have about three actually mentees that I check in with regularly. But sometimes people just want to jump on the phone. And if I have the I would say a good 80 percent. If you're a woman. There's a good 90% chance Um, if you're like, well, I'll say it's 80% chance if you're a woman, 90% chance if you're a black woman, 95% chance if you're a student. Like, it's. I don't think I've ever said no to a student. Just because I just remember, like, not knowing anything and how much guidance I needed. But Because sometimes, the only times I say no is Mm -hmm. if I really think that it's not a fit or like sometimes some people are asking me things that I'm like oh well here this is a blog post that will be fine or something that I wrote but most times I say yes because you know one I like to pour back in I mean literally as the budgetista I'm a teacher so you can't get me to shut up but typically those people are actually not looking for long-term mentorship um even though I leave the door open so I might talk to someone we might talk for an hour or so and so if I've ever said no and I'm not talking about e- like no via email cuz people will dm me all the time. Now that I might not get to because I'm, you know, I might get a hundred direct messages on Instagram, Twitter, and um, and Facebook collectively daily. So that I might not adhere to. But if you send me an email, it's very likely that I will make time to talk on the phone if my schedule is not super crazy. Because be prepared, we'll be on the phone at least an hour, and I don't mind. I I like pouring back in, especially women, especially young women of color. Um, I like pouring back in. Um, so I don't know that there's ever one way. I don't think if I've ever, I'm trying to think if I've ever gotten an email from someone that's asked me for like advice that I was offended by. No. I mean, a lot of people say, I love what you're doing. I want to learn how to do what you do in California or Chicago or this or that, or I want to learn how to do what you do as a nurse though, or as a, as a, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. And so I don't know that I've ever gotten any email that's offended me. Um, Well, I think you're getting at an important point, which is also
2: that it doesn't have to be such a like, mentorship has such a loaded you know connotation that this is going to last for years and i'm gonna you know if you if you just have a specific goal that you want to reach this year it doesn't like don't get don't get caught up in in establishing some sort of important lifelong mentorship relationship time will tell if that's what happened but if there is a and often um especially with the young students because the students i mentor through um, the university of georgia they are still in school and i find that they don't know what they want to do yet And that makes it very difficult for me to help because I don't know what they want yet. And fair enough, you're a college student. Part of my job as a mentor is maybe to help you figure out what you want a little bit. But if you have a specific goal that we can uh, tackle in 30 minutes or tackle in an hour, um, then that would help. I'm just like, I'm that person in a meeting who's like, where's the agenda? (laughs) What are the three things? And if it starts, you know, I'm all about the small talk, though. Okay. But can we get five minutes in? I'm like, and bullet point one, let's go down this list. And if there's not one, I get really annoyed. And I will stop a meeting and say, what are we here for again? And I think if you're looking, especially it's, it's about respecting people's time. Yes. It's, it's all about that. That's what I think. Mm-hmm.
1: And then, too, I think, like, you know, mentee mentorships, it's, like, organic. Like, so the ones that I, like, the two, it's really too heavily now, but there's three altogether that I speak to regularly. And we don't even have regularly scheduled calls. I There's one in particular I probably speak to her at least once a week because if I learn a lesson, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I have to learn a lesson. Let me call Easy because I know this will be so good for her to learn because that way she doesn't have to make the same mistake because we really just click. She feels like my my like younger cousin, you know? Um, so mentorship yeah. works best that way when you really just click. But I just thought that would be a good teachable moment. I know it, was, it wasn't time for questions, but I just thought like, you know, our, no, our audience would appreciate Well, don't be a
2: dick and also share your emails <laughs> like that you think people like, don't, don't be that person. That's embarrassing. You know, I hope she at least blocked out the young person's name. She did, thankfully. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't be a jerk. We, it, it's just be nice. Be kind. Be kind. Yeah. Treat people like you would your... You know, your sibling, or I guess sometimes we're mean to our siblings.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, maybe not just siblings. How about this?
2: Your, your neighbor, because yes. you are way more polite to your neighbor probably than you are to your own family, <laughs>
1: yeah. <let's> be <laughs> and to, um, and to be honest. To, and to give her credit, she did admit, she said, I was an a-hole. I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. So she has like, you know, right away, she realized the error was like, yikes, maybe not the best choice. So, and that's not mm-hmm. an easy thing to do when everyone's dragging you to like step forward and say, yes, I I deserve the dragging and I repent. So, I mean, yeah.
2: So she's uncancelled. Got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I never, I don't cancel anybody anymore unless you're a rapist and a pedophile.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, those are good. That's a good, uh, that's a good list of yeah. qualities. And that super, weed a lot of people.
1: Right? Or super racist or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't cancel. When people make mistakes or I'm just like, I mean, Lord only knows one day it'll be my turn. I hope not on Twitter, though, because they will drag you for life, for filth, forever. I'm like, whoo, child. I'm not kidding. That is is exactly the reason I I got
2: out of the Twitter game. (laughs) I do not participate. I'll watch, but I don't like to tweet (laughs) because- I got way too caught up in that. Ooh, I want to be the most clever tweet. I want to get all the most retweets and the likes. And you start testing those waters, and you get into trouble. People try and be funny, and next thing you know, they're losing their job because they tweeted something. Yes. Um. In the in the heat of a moment, and I I'm I'm super paranoid about it. Yes. Um. Yeah. I had my little brother one time go through the. Never mind. I won't tell you all because then you'll go do it and find something we didn't find. But anyway, shall we move on to some questions? Yes, from the please ritas? do. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back with your questions.
0: Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm.
2: Alrighty, y'all, it's time for questions. Again, you can hit us up at brandambitionpodcast at com with your questions or reach out to me on the gram. I'm there reading y'all's questions, brandambitionpodcast on Instagram. Um, keep them short. Keep them light. Let me know if you want to be anonymous or else I'll try and figure out how to pronounce y'all's weird Instagram <laughs> handles, okay? And I, I just can't. It's, it's all I have to go on, okay? And what else? We still have a website. Check that out, brandambitionpodcast.com. To drop us a note the old-fashioned way through the Ask Us Anything tab. And let's see. We have a couple of questions from the gram today. Well, first question, and this, as I have talked about on the podcast before, I know Tiffany and I grew up with very different um, relationships with our parents when it came to money. Mm-hmm. Her daddy was a CFO. My daddy was a hot mess but like in a in a sweet way. Um my dad still rolls up his savings in his socks in his closet. And Aww. Tiffany's dad, you know, has uh probably uh, probably not does have socks of cash in his money. <laughs> my dad told me he was going to um, deposit all the coins he had in his giant water jug in his bedroom and that was going to carry him through while he was unemployed and I- I'm sure Tiffany's dad would not <laughs> Oh, just sharing. So this question hit um, a little close to home for me. And I guess uh, it comes from someone from the gram who would like to remain anonymous. She says, my mom has been constantly horrible with finances my entire life. I'm 34 years old. She's turning 60 next year and is still making illogical financial decisions. I find myself having to help her financially. And it's been that way since I was a little girl. Recently, she fell behind on her rent and utilities again. She's currently still working through the pandemic so it's not really an issue. I think she just has poor money management, and I think she can do better. The problem is that I don't really want to have the conversation with her, but I want to. I've tried in the past, but she gave me attitude and wasn't receptive to my advice. I even bought her a book to help her, but I don't think she has read it. What can I do? Well, Anonymous, I feel you. My dad still puts his money in socks in his closet, and he still collects quarters in his giant water jug. And, you know, every time I FaceTime him with the baby, he's at one of his great uncle's houses Uh chilling out (laughs) uh, within six feet of them and still goes fishing and all that stuff. (laughs) And I've just had to let it go Elsa style. I honestly have the only thing i can say that you know you can pull this card out is it's not so much about their financial health it's like and maybe it's a little bit selfish but my brother and i have talked about like i think my dad's retirement plan is us like we need to make sure we have a lot of our financial <laughs> in place like i think he thinks we're his 401k like i'm the initial 401k my brother is the match you know <laughs> <laughs> this man, I mean, he was always a free spirit, and he finally got a, a real job the past couple of years, um, and he has a four hundred one k of his own now. But um, yeah, and 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 I, I kind of feel like you can only lead the horse to water. And I, if you're going to try a new tactic, I would say bring it to her. As in, mom, I want to know that you're going to be okay as you get older you know i don't know if you have any siblings but let's say you or our siblings we want to be able to take care of you but we aren't you know financially capable of sustaining you so we need to know that you have a plan and maybe pose it to her that way but you also need to be prepared for the fact that she's 60 and it's real hard to change to turn that ship around yeah when they get to be that age they're very set in their ways you might just need to make peace with that and try to do what i did which is everything the opposite that's the trick, <laughs> <laughs> the trick. <laughs> Anything to add, Tiff? What would you say? How would,
1: like, what do it's you think? She's tried before. I know. It's hard for me because I'm like, ah, that's so, like, if anything, my dad still saves, like, you know, like he lives back in Nigeria. Um, so, um hmm. Is there anything that your parents do that's a bad habit that you've tried to talk, like, get them to stop doing? Um Yeah. So like, you know, my mom's somebody who like, she's a nurse, so she's not feeling good. She'll go to the doctor. So my dad, who like most men does not, the doctor not feeling good, he doesn't want to go. So definitely I, I, with him, what we do is we lay on the, we all will layer up and lay on the daddy. We love you so much. We want you to be here to see the grandkids. Like, um, Mm. you know, you have to go because something happened, you know? So Kind of like laying on the kid guilt that, like, yeah, you know, united front. Mm-hmm, that if you're not here, if you're not okay, we won't be okay. So that's one of the, the, I guess, the tips that you could try to lean in is that the reason why I'm I'm so hard on you is because I want you to be okay because I need you to be okay. So almost leaning into like like you're six again, like I need my mommy, you know. So yeah, that's probably what I would lean into, and th- and that has helped. When he's like, okay, I was like, <laughs> My Dad was like, because it's five of us, so you know, it's a long way to go. Every <laughs> that phone ringing, so I know it might only be you, but definitely leaning into. I mean, moms are queens of guilt trips. It's time for you to turn that guilt right back oh, around on
2: her. Moms and aunties, my mm-hmm. God. And when they know how to text too, there's no stopping them. The long text comes through, Aunt Brenda, my God, Aunt Brenda, stop it. Yes. Um, now, well, I think back to nine-year-old you know, Mandy, who used to try and steal her mom's cartons of misty menthol lights and hide them in the closet because I wanted her to stop smoking Aww. because I was so literal about everything. And I did the science project on cancer or there were, you know, we learned about cancer in class one day in biology. And I was just like, oh, my God, my mom is dying tomorrow. Um, you know, she and I and I used to just like fight with her and she would get so mad at me and I would hide them anyway and I would pour water on him and all kinds of stuff. And she quit. In 2009, I wasn't even in the country, y'all. And I was like, wow, now you quit all all the work. (laughs) She quit when she was ready. You know what I'm saying? And, you know... (laughs) you just got to let it go. And one more thing I'll add is I think in this pandemic, since we are talking, you know, she acknowledges her mom is still working through the pandemic. I have a good girlfriend who I, you know, she called me crying because her mom owns a nail salon in Georgia. And as you guys know, my home state is doing the most and is reopened already, despite dire warnings from all scientists and health officials. But anyhow, it's happening and her mom has reopened her nail salon. Mm. And And this is weeks after her daughter has been spending all this time and energy trying to fill out her applications for pandemic unemployment assistance, for the Paycheck Protection Program, and then unemployment. You know, all the different applications and all that pressure has been on her. And she's just so mad, you know? Like, it's almost like, how can you repay me in this way? And I had told her the same thing, you know? At a certain point, I have just had to stop lecturing my dad. Like, it just... It 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 is what it is. You can't stop grown people from doing grown people from, things. From doing grown people stuff mm-hmm. and you say your piece and then you have to move on and try not to let it stress you out too much. Um, but I you know, I feel you on that for sure. Yeah. Anonymous. <laughs> And let's see, moving on to our next question. This is actually, this is kind of funny. This is a frequent questionnaire, questioner um, to our Instagram. Um, I don't even know this person's name or is it he or she, but I feel like they send lots of messages. This is from EXO Debt Free Love on Instagram. She has several questions for us. Kind of funny. She has like, it's almost like a quick fire question for how and what we've been doing in quarantine. Do you want to? Yeah,
1: let's do it let's, do
2: it. let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. What was your most ridiculous or unnecessary online purchase since quarantine, Tiffany?
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did I make any ridiculous, unnecessary purchase? Ah, I have not really made it. I bought vitamins. I don't know that that's ridiculous. I bought
2: an immersion hand blender. Okay. And it looks like a giant dildo. And I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it does. I can't keep it on the counter. It's
1: offensive. <laughs> Phallic symbols everywhere.
2: Phallic, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not even funny. It just, I'm like, wow, did a man design this or what? Um, I bought it thinking I was going to mash up Rio's um, baby food. Baby food, okay. But Homeboy has no interest in eating solids right now.
1: Yeah. So. Kids are so funny. They're like, girl, you tried it. So I will say this. I spent like $400 on vitamins. And what? so I know. <laughs> Wait, oh, to me, so I guess that is kind of ridiculous because I was oh, so Tiffany. freaked out. I was Did like, "My dad gets to YouTube. I was so freaked out. I was like, "We need vitamin C."
2: Wait, is that before or after I came and started like telling you how vitamins are a joke, and my dad's been telling me to buy vitamins, and you were? like, This, Qu- is, Qu- after? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, this is
1: after. Okay, I, I felt like you were really offended. No, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't. Okay, and so yeah, no, this is after. I just was like freaked <laughs> out. I was like, because a couple of friends of mine came down with corona. And I just got oh, so no. freaked out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to order zinc because zinc is supposed to be good for this. And I'm going to order psyllium and I'm going to order vitamin C. And I literally, I bought so much that we became like Superman and I became the black uh, Santa Claus and uh, Mrs. Santa Claus. And we we wiped everything down. And I had so much stuff that I made little baggies and sprayed them down and put them on my friend's front porches. Wait, <laughs> Tiffany, you d- listen now. Talk about being racial
2: profiled. Please don't be putting baggies of pills on people's front oh, desks. Yeah, right? You need to have... <laughs>
1: You're, the people are. <laughs> Keith is gonna. Keith is gonna report you.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, oh wow! It's so, like right. It's gonna be like she's the um she's the neighborhood pusher lady, um, oh, right? So, but yeah. So I just got so much, and I was like Tiffany, it's gonna be okay. I didn't. I I ordered so much stuff that some stuff came in today. I'm like, I have more stuff. Today. Oh my goodness! So,
2: just get the one a day. One a day. Women's. Come yeah. on, that's the whole point of those pills. They yeah. have
1: everything. I have every. And honestly, my doctor told me that because I take I take prenatal vitamins, you know, for IVF and. Those are great. Yeah, she said that. She's like Tiffany. It literally has a thousand percent of everything. That's why they're pre vitamins. Yes. And I'm like, I know. And She's like, okay, girl, enjoy your diarrhea, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can
2: too many vitamins in some cases are are not healthy. Yes. So, so.
1: okay. I, that's why and I gave some. You... That's why I gave so much away because I was like, this is too much.
2: But don't but don't get don't don't, don't get arrested. <laughs> For that kind of nonsense, although it'd be kind of a funny story. Um, if everything happened okay. Actually, no, don't. It can go so wrong in a sad way. All right, anyway, this is not quick fire at all. Next question: (laughs) How often do you take naps, or is that even possible?
1: (laughs) At least once a day, sometimes thrice.
2: (sighs) I hate you. Listen. Well, I don't hate you because you should. My sister, we're all I'm constantly messaging her and she's I feel like she's always in the bed. I'm like, when do you work? I don't take naps. I still have trouble taking naps because I need so much caffeine to get started for each day. And so I'm typically too wired to take a nap, which is not healthy. If I had it my
1: way, I would take a nap. But I I can't. Between baby
2: and work, no way.
1: Yeah. I say at least. I, but y'all know I was a napper before. Napper before. So I was a what? daily napper at least an hour before. So in the beginning of quarantine, I was taking naps at least two or three times because I was just so overwhelmed. But now I'm back to my daily. So yeah.
2: Now, I don't take naps, but I do take breaks. Good. And I do, I do talk to my mom and sister. We do lots of FaceTime with the abuelos. I do take breaks. Yeah, I go outside. I, I walk the dog. Well, that's not entirely true. <laughs> but I go outside. Um, okay. Since the quarantine, do you cook at home or order out?
1: Cook at home. I'm not a big chefy chef upper but I've been nervous about ordering out. So we cook at home large. Mm-hmm. I would say 95% home cooking.
2: Same. I love to cook. I finally have energy to do it again now that the baby's sleeping longer. So I've been cooking, and we also still subscribe to Freshly, where we get meals delivered. Even though I'm kind of tired of it, it's so nice to have that that backup in the fridge, just prepared meals that I can eat. Have you had to delete people from social media due to their excessive postings about the virus? No, I'm not on it that much to to notice
1: I've muted for sure there's some people who I know they mm. mean well so I haven't had to I didn't want to delete or block them but I was like I kind of don't want to hear from you right now so I've definitely done yeah. a lot of muting okay let's
2: just do she has a lot okay let's do like one or two more okay what's the first thing you want to do once quarantine's been lifted that's a good one.
1: Ooh, once course oh I want to go visit my friend Rihanna she lives around we still see each other I just like I'll just be on her front porch but I want to like go hang out with my friend Rihanna because she lives around the corner she's one of my favorite bitty-bop friends What's a bitty bop? So like her, her husband calls us like old biddies, <laughs> oh. <laughs> And he was like, you guys are just like, just, you know, bopping around. He's like, look at y'all bitty bop committee. I'm like, ooh, he meant it as a little diss, <laughs> but we love it. I'm like, ooh, let's bitty bop today.
2: <laughs> but is she the one who did the, the house? The,
1: the house? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Aw, yeah, your new couple friend. It's yeah. great to find a couple friend. Mm-hmm. Our couple friend just moved. It was sad. They moved. Uh-huh. They were next door and then they left. Um, it's all right. Let's see. What do I want to do? I want to rent a restaurant out and have all my friends and family and have a big party for all the missed birthdays. And my mom's sixtieth birthday was a big one. My dad's too. All the Mother's Day things, like all the anniversaries. I want a big ass party. Oh, that's and lots nice. Lots of tacos and guac. I want guac and margaritas. <laughs> that that's what I want to do. And maybe we, we can like all chip in and pay for it together. I don't know. I just want to have. A, I just want to have people, people, people. Okay, let's do one more. Do you want to do music or shows that you're binging right now? Mm, let's do music because I'm not watching any shows. Okay, neat. Go.
1: Um, music that I'm binging right now. Not super binging. I've always been like a Drake fan. So I've been listening to that. And when I get stressed out, Indie Iread is my go-to. So I've been doing that. And well, mm. that's my Brown my brown Boost. So I'll, I'll save that other music component for the Brown Boost.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. I can't pretend like I know all about the music because... It's just too much. I've been listening to show tunes, y'all. I did. I, I blasted the Carousel album, which is not even a cool. It's not even fun. Not even Hamilton. I just listen to Broadway music, and it makes me happy. And um, the Elmo Slide. If you know, you know. And if you don't, you never need to know. But it's a it's a it's a bop. Okay. Um, well, that was fun. Thank you for the questions. I yes. hope you guys are you know finding ways to to relax out there in quarantine. And I did find that I'm sick of watching TV, so I bought. Um, a huge book that I had been reading for the past couple weeks and it felt good to just read for some hours. So if you have any recommendations of what I can read next, I am open to recommendations. Yes. And my my boost is related to that or my break is. So I'll take another little break and come back for boosted break. Boost barn break. Mm-hmm. Or as Tiffany calls it, wins.
1: <laughs> Don't play
2: me. <laughs> I remember to decide. I remember <laughs> Wins, it not wins. <laughs>
1: So now it's time to boost or break with all our family. Is she going to boost? Is she going to break? What you going to do, Mandy?
2: I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break. So speaking of books that I'm reading, I this has been, maybe it's just because the Pulitzers were announced recently, but I've had an awkward interaction with two people who are white recently. I, You know, I won't even say where I know them. Anyway, they're white and independent of each other. They have both... When I have mentioned what I'm reading and that I like reading or whatever, or even unsolicited for the second one, they have both come to me and been like, oh, my God, you have to read The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. Oh, my God, you have to read The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. Oh, my God. One of them said – and we were talking about – so Colson Whitehead, if you don't know, he's a – Pulitzer Prize-winning, two-time Pulitzer Prize-winning novelist, um, and he wrote The Underground Railroad, which was at Oprah's Book Club a couple of years ago, and he recently just won another um, Pulitzer for his book, The Nickel Boys, which is about a truly, truly depressing story. It's a novel based on the true story of black boys who were buried outside of a school in Florida, mm-hmm. um, and I forget all the details of that, but it just ugh, it's a very harrowing real-life story that was turned into a novel, and he won the Pulitzer but the way that these people came to me to recommend it, the first one, for example, we're talking about books and she's going on and on about Colson Whitehead and I'm like, oh I haven't read, you know, that book and oh he wrote the under oh yeah, and, and I don't really know much about him. And she's like, oh my God, you have to read. I just I just love this genre. And I was like, "Well, what genre are you talking about?" And she said, "Just, I just love African American history, you know." And, <laughs> and I, it was a, it was a call where I, I just, I just didn't know what to do, and I didn't know what to say. And it's one of those things where you kind of just change a subject, but you, you replay in your mind what you should have said, but it just felt so, it just felt icky. It made me feel icky, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it happened again today. Someone else, ow, um, oh, I just hit myself in the water bottle, it's fine. <laughs> Someone else recommended the same author to me. And this time I was at least a little bit more prepared because they were going on about the Nickel Boys. And I said, you know, it's actually really hard. That's, it's, and it's true because my friends and I, we have a group text and we've all been talking about the fatigue of black bodies yes. being destroyed, you know. And with the whole Ahmad Arbery thing, you know, which on the one hand, I'm so glad that this has risen above the COVID coverage to get light. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, it's just that fatigue. And it's like the, it's that, um, not, not exploitation, but the the joy they're deriving from stories about African-Americans being destroyed and like the excitement they have. I just find it a little bit offensive. Yeah. And to the person today, all I said was, you know, it's actually kind of hard for me to watch, to, to read stuff about that, Um, what happened to those boys in Florida. And I said, it's similar to like, uh, Superman, <laughs> oh. <laughs> husband, husband, and I were trying to. Um, we he turned on that documentary on HBO covering the Atlanta child murders, and I can't. I I tried, and it's too hard for me. Yeah. I just can't. I keep picturing my dad, who was like a teenager when all that was happening, who knew some of the boys who were murdered, oh, and goodness. and I, after hearing his stories, I just. Anyway, it's just a brown break from a really happy white person who wants to tell you about the book by the black author that you simply must read, especially the one who was like, I just love African-American history. I'm like, oh, what's so fun about it for you? <laughs> yeah.
1: The death. Is it neat? Right, the destruction. <laughs>
2: she's, like, <laughs> she's like, I just love Toni Morrison. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, that's great. Um, yeah. I'm going to, you know, read something different and it's fine. Yes. Um,
1: It's like when I meet white boys and they're like, hey, girl. And I'm like, you know, mm. you can speak normally. It's so tiring. Mm. And I'm like, I make it a point to not engage. I'm like, hello, Thomas. How are you today? (laughs) Sister, I'm good. You know, with the neck going. I'm like, you know, like I might kiki with my friends like that, but we're not friends. Um, Never moved to the south. Yeah, that's all that ever happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm so annoyed. By um,
2: I didn't know that that kind of stuff was offensive until I, well, until I like got educated. But that would, I mean, that's just routine. Yeah, I feel like if you're in a
1: like in I said, you know, from another from another sister. Yeah, I'm like, yes, hey, girl. But like all of that, I'm like, Tom, do you? I remember I asked one guy, I'm like, do you talk to your other friends like that? It's just me. Yeah. It was at a work in a workplace setting. He just kept doing that, and he looks, he got red in the face, and I said, yeah, exactly. Like you would never, yeah, you would never go up to Bob and do all of that. You talk to Bob normally. I'm a normal human being. You can speak to me normally. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye.
2: But see, (laughs) I wish I could say that in the moment. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes I want to say that
1: to Kelly Clarkson. I
2: feel like I love Kelly Clarkson, but sometimes she borders on. Like, I love her and I I know know she's sincere, but sometimes I'm like, can you stop? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I know you're from Texas.
1: But. like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. So um, anyway. I've got a boost and a break. So the break is really short, but it's a little petty. And I was deciding, should I be petty? And then the boost is actually short too. I want to start with the break because that way the boost we can end on a light note. So this is the break is not like anything bad. But I rarely ever read comments. I rarely ever read reviews. I mean, I'm open to correction. I'm open to like people tell me how I could do better. I've been 10 years in, in business, so I'm not super sensitive about like, hey Tiff, could you, um like someone sent me the other day, I had done a video and she was like, hey, hey girl, I love you. I love what you're doing as a budgetista. You're, I watched one of your videos and it was great. But um, if you could angle the camera down and then something she was telling me, but it was really great feedback. But I could see how some people would be offended because like, girl, I didn't ask you, but I thought it was great feedback. I said, thanks so much. Someone else hit me up before and she, like I had a flyer that was out and my, on my team, whoever had cut my image out to put on the flyer missed some part of my hair that still had like white in the background. And she like sent it to me, literally circled that part, was like, hey girl, I love you, but you know, you want to represent your brand to the best of your ability. And I found this. Some people would be pissed, not me. I was like, ooh, thanks so much. Send it to my team. So I say all that to say, I'm usually good with feedback, but I read a review recently and all I have to say, girl, is... Uterus, 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 uterus. Girl, what? Yeah, I'm sure you read that one. You tried it, girl. What? No, no, oh. I didn't. Oh, you what's didn't happening? happening? What's, what's no, a review so, of what? The book? So, no, no. Someone wrote me and said, girl, we tired of hearing about your uterus. A whole woman. <gasps> a whole Aww. woman. And I was like... So, oh, a listener of the, the podcast? Yes. And I was uh. like, so she has some other uh, uh, criticism, which I was like, oh, I accept it. I could do better than that. I could do better. I'm, I'm Honestly, like I said, I'm open for correction. Mm-hmm. And things don't hurt my feelings anymore because, you know, you, you you can't run a business for 10 years and not hear feedback because you want to grow. But what I'm not going to do is allow, a, especially a woman, how you going to tell me you're tired of about my uterus? Even if you aren't, which that is a fair critique. But like- The show
2: isn't called Brown Uterus yeah. to me. <laughs>
1: But I just felt like there's just a level of kindness that you can extend. You know, I'm not talking about my sex life. I'm not talking about my vagina. Like I'm sharing that, you know, like I've had two miscarriages in the last two years and about 15 different surgeries. Every time you go into surgery, they let you know there's no guarantee you're going to wake up. Like it's been a harrowing experience and I'm sharing that. And then two, so many women hit me up and they've shared their experience with how hard it's been for them. And so when I read that, I was like, I'm not going to lie, Mandy, I cried. Because it's been a hard week, and I cried, and I was just like... And then I was Aww, just stiff. like... Well, it wasn't well, like, it wasn't just for that. It was just... I always want to hear about your uterus. <laughs> you know? So anyway, I say all that to say, I'm not going to... Remember how we used to have the inside joke about Jermaine? Or no, Jerome? Like the one... Who I, knows what his
2: name is anymore? Right? yes?
1: <laughs> the one listener? <laughs> and so, just so you know, girl, every once in a while, me and May will be talking, and I'm going to say, yeah, I went outside today, uterus. It's for you, sis. It's for you. Um, That's the well,
2: petty. So, I don't know what maybe happened in her life. Yeah,
1: or, yeah. I just thought that like it's just unnecessary. Since, like I said, you could give feedback without being mean. Anyway, Brown yeah. boosting though. I don't know if you caught the Jill Scott and Erica Baidu versus battle. Well, not even a battle. It was a blessing. What? No, it was amazing. So you know they're doing like well. If you haven't really been on social, they it's mostly Timberland and and um, what's his face? I'm Switzbeat. So I forget who the first battle was against, but it's because you know all the musicians are home. So they've been trying to find musicians that are in a similar-esque, I guess, genre to kind of battle against each other, where they just basically play um, up their, each other's songs. Like, So the last one before this was Babyface and Teddy Riley. So, you know, they're both really prolific, right? Prolific? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I swear I know words. They're both I amazing. To laugh. I
2: stutter all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're
1: both amazing um, producers, right? And so it was it was funny because Teddy Riley couldn't get his sound together. But the one with Jill Scott and Erica Badu, it was so it felt like a big mama hug. It was. Is bo- it available? on the,
2: Can I still watch it? Instagram lives be disappearing. Yeah, no, it does upset. disappear.
1: It, it is disappearing, but it was oh, just- I'm sure someone saved it. What is
2: it? So they perform each other's songs? No, they
1: play They play, They play. their own songs. But it's like, you know, oh, okay. like, hey, so like, remember like A Long Walk by Jill Scott and then Erykah Badu on and on. It was just, I felt like the 90s all over again. It was beautiful. Like I said, literally, when I tell you that there was a collective sigh of br- black and brown girl relief. That because most of the time it's like a battle to see who won, but the way they were speaking to each other, it was a love fest. It was hey sis. It was just, it was beautiful, honestly. And it was so strange because it was right the day before. You know, so many of us walked or ran, and um, you know, to celebrate Ahmad's um the young, the young man that was killed in Georgia, murdered, um in Georgia, um the, the day before they um, walked for his birthday, and so to have this was just like the like the bomb that our souls needed. And so just to see the feedback afterward and everybody posting, saying thank you so much, it was just almost every woman was like, yo, I cried, I cried. And you didn't really, it was just the release that we needed. So I just thought that was beautiful and how music truly can heal. And so shout out to Jill Scott and Erica Badu. If you missed the versus battle, it was great. The next one up is Luda versus Nelly. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, who you got your money on, Luda or Nelly? Swish, swish. I just, I need to,
2: hold on a second. I need to remember all the lyrics to, to, to <laughs> Nelly's song, which I can't even think of the
1: name. Like, was. Is it Apple Bottom Jeans? Apple Bottom
2: no, Jeans. No, this was like the song. And you know how, like, I'm like, how was I singing this in science class in like the eighth grade? <laughs> but it was the soundtrack of my life, Nelly
1: was. Um, ooh, I'm so excited. Good for him. Where has he been anyway? I know. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he might still produce and things, but... It should be fun. Like, you know, so yeah, I'll watch. Yeah, the versus battle is just fun because you look like, Oh my god, it just you get to relive your childhood and you know, an elementary and high schoolhood. So yeah, like I said, Brown Boosh, Jill, Erica, thank you so much. And uterus. (laughs)
2: Listen, I can't think of something that's more on topic with the with the theme of our show, which is career and finance, than how a woman's reproduction factors into her career planning because if you're a woman, even if you choose not to have children, it's a choice, right? Mm-hmm. It is a it's a thought that you have to have, and um, I I think that you're incredibly brave and open and generous to share that window into what your reality. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Thanks, um, Thanks Mandra. But you know, I'm also the kind of person who will watch documentaries on gastric bypass surgery. <laughs> <documentary> and- <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper. So, when you talk I'm about not your scar lie. tissue, I love, I'm not bothered. I love Dr. Pimple Popper. I don't know what it is.
1: What is it? It's Satisfying. so disgusting.
2: It's like when I get the nice juicy boogers out of Rio's nose, and I'm like, who am I? <laughs> What is it about me that enjoys this? I'm not going to um, lie.
1: I just was like, I'll watch. I'm like, what is her name? The um, the doctor again? I forget her name.
2: I'd, who knows? Dr. Pimple Pop. Right. That's her name. I'm like, get it, get it, girl. Yes. Get it. And when it's not that exciting, I'm like, oh, oh man. I'm Especially if it's
1: anticlimactic. The best is when it's one that you're like, you don't think it's yeah. much and then it's everything. You're like, oh, my gosh. It's
2: Woof, the iceberg I think I need one. a
1: cigarette.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh. Aw. Well, this was restorative for me. Yes, is that how you pronounce that word? I it's one of those words I can't figure out. I'm saying restorative.
1: Is it restorative or restorative? I don't, I don't, know. don't know. Look, I couldn't remember pro, 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 prolific, prolific, prolific producer. Pro, I, I know. Look, okay. it's gone. <laughs> but yes, it's no, gone. this has been this. is I mean, it's always on. Like awesome to come on. I'm glad that we're able to stay consistent. If y'all only knew. My, we tape round, re, like when is real sleep? Oh, okay, we could tape now. Like it, Listen. it's never the same time, the same day, and we make it work and we come here and we enjoy like each other and enjoy y'all. So just, you know, thank you guys for rocking out with us continuously. We love being here.
2: And thank you for making it so I don't have to apologize for my insane, you know, the fact that I don't even have a schedule anymore. I have the time in between naps and that's all I have. And <laughs> thank you, Tiffany. No, of course. Thank you guys for listening and... We will see you next week. Next week. Next week. <laughs> you can at least count on us. <laughs> count
1: on me, me the big we, we should do that on our way out. Count on when you are with, <laughs> with count on, I, you can count on
2: me. I need to watch Waiting to Exhale. That is what needs to happen. Was that even in that movie? Because yes. in my mind, it, it was, right? Yep. Okay. All right. It just came to me and I was like, wait, is that right? Um, and I think also there's an episode of Sister Sister when inexplicably they perform that song. Oh,
1: and, uh, <laughs> leave my friends alone! I love Sister Sister. sister. I can't leave sister. Sister.
2: I got my <laughs> all right. We need to go. We all right, this. End bye. the end of insanity. Bye. bye. Take care. You too.